Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Well, I think it's very important that I tell you that this morning I matched with somebody on the Tinder Vision who is on the telly and whose family are in the entertainment business. What this actually breaks down to is they're a presenter for like a crafting telly shop company and their family own a whole bunch of tubing machines in Essex. Well, I tell you what, I've never wanted to have sex with somebody quick enough. After the tone, leave your message after the tone. Hello and welcome to episode 8 of season 3 of After the Tone. Yeah, we're all here, hosted by me, Scotty, and as ever, produced by the wonderful producer Debbie, with contributions from you lot around the world. Honestly, it is that simple. Could you please stop overcomplicating it because you're putting people off? Okay? If you feel moved to join in the conversation at any point in your life or over the next 40 minutes, stick around because at the end of the show, I'll give you a bit of a number that you send a voice note to and I'll tell you how to do all that palaver, okay? So don't be putting your hand up asking questions before because, you know, I'm actually quite busy concentrating on what I'm saying, contrary to popular belief. I want you to let you know, dear listener, that this week, somebody in the streets of Manchesterford stopped me to say, excuse me, I listened to After the Tone and my response to them was... Really? Can I not just go around my normal life like a normal human being? I mean, my life's not my own anymore. I can hard relate to Princess Diana. I tell you what, hopefully in about 20 years' time, people will be on Channel 5 giving Vox Pops about me, about things that I wore. They probably won't, but we can live in hope, can't we? Just clearing my throat, don't worry. 
Honestly, you have a cough in public nowadays and people think, oh, that's so gone. Anyway, I joke with you. It's lovely to know that so many of you listen. Hello, everybody. So if you could just put that listening into something a bit productive, like going over to our Patreon and putting your fucking money where your mouth is, please. Because I tell you what, Debbie's poor cat Paddy needs to uh, see a vet. How dare you say that I'm a liar? Honestly, you people are denying a poor animal of healthcare. Okay, I might be lying, but listen, I want to give you some motivation to get yourself over to the Patreon to join into Backstage Gossip, and I know that many of you are cat people because, you know, you're that way inclined because you've got nothing better else to do with your time that you invest all your time and your life into an animal who doesn't actually like you. (laughs) All the cats at home being like this. Fuck, stop saying that, you bastard. Anyway, really important news. This week, after months... Tid you not, months of crawling up the walls, just fantasising. There's no other word, fantasising, actually, about a Guinness Extra Cold. You know, just holding that glass in your hand and just being like, this is going to be absolutely delicious. I was allowed to venture into the wild, and by wild I mean heterosexual space, to purchase a Guinness, not from a can, not from a can. So I was beside myself. And um, I tell you what, What came was a warm Guinness served in a plastic cup, served by somebody who was young enough to deem me old. (laughs) You you just can tell, you know, you see a young person, they look at you and they think, you're old. £5.20. £5.20! I tell you what, I am fucking livid. All right, Scotty, it's Joe here. I am a recent convert to your podcast. I don't know what took me so long. But I really love it. And it's nice to feel like we're hanging out together. I am messaging because I want to know if you've seen this BBC Three show. I think it's called Model Streets Catwalk, something like this. I mean, I'm addicted to it. I love model shows. And this one is about finding young male models who have the Manchester look. Now, I don't know, you live in Manchester now, so maybe you know what this means. But, um, well, in the programme, they say essentially like a bit rough, a bit chav, a bit like thug look. But it's tricky because some of these young lads, they also have that life or have had that life or are living in those estates and dealing with that stuff. And then this modelling agency is like, It's like they want them to look like a thug but not be a thug. To look like a bad boy but have none of the, like, really complicated stuff that that life actually brings with it. I just thought you might be interested also, maybe this is morally wrong to comment on or notice, but there are some fine-looking men in the programme. I know we should be engaging with the political content, but, you know, they're also quite easy on the eye. All right, check it out. Would be curious to know if you're a fan. Lovely Joe, thank you. First time caller, wonderful. Recent convert, you talk about it like it's a fucking cult. Because <laughs> it is, isn't it, really? Kind of is. Um, now, this BBC Free programme in question, you know me, love a bit of shit telly, so of course I've fucking seen it. It's so deeply problematic that get the Manchester look. And you're right, what it's shorthand for is like, can you look a bit rough and a bit gaunt? but still fit, which, I mean, describes quite a lot of my trade from a certain period of my time. 
<laughs> and yeah, I did watch it. And I did think some of them were fit. I mean, some of them I thought, actually, you remind me of exes and I'm not a rescuer anymore. And so I don't find you attractive anymore because you've got your own shit to work through, hon. <laughs> I believe my therapist has caused that progress. <laughs> but I know you were saying there, you know, that was making you divert from the political content of the programme. What fucking political content? It's BBC Three. That's what I hate about all of that modern young people television. They make out it's about, you know, like that naked attraction where people just get their bits out on the telly. They're like, you know, it's about body diversity. As if it is. Body diversity. What, because you once had a non-binary person on there or someone with a clip piercing? Have a word with yourself. Hi, Scotty. Hi, producer Deb. It's me, the one who had the shitty nan story. I laughed a lot hearing you talk about that so thank you and hello to Kate who absolutely nailed her first call in I loved it but big smile on my face I I'm just going through a breakup actually and it's funny because you asked about like bad dates and stuff but this is sort of that but much worse I sort of dated this guy for three years and things were really good we were living together and I genuinely thought I thought I was gonna marry him and have his babies but no he um sort of had a bit of a freak out and we broke up really suddenly I wasn't expecting it and so I'm a bit heartbroken actually and I'm trying to find silver linings I'm very bi and I've only ever had like a couple of girlfriends never really explored my gay side and I'm a bit of a baby gay actually so maybe I need to just yeah when I'm less heartbroken date more women you know see if there's anyone who can mend my broken heart lovely to hear from you again now just a quick note for the room just as a reminder oh occasionally do this reminder when it comes up but just remember we don't know if people are a her he they them or whatever until um they actually tell us so i'm just putting that out there in the room by the by because what we're actually talking about is why men are actually ridiculous oh do you know what better late than never sort of came to mind actually but that doesn't help a broken heart does it i listened to a song today like i've been out of a relationship since late september maybe and i listened to a song that i listen to quite regularly it's called stupid by brendan mclean who is just an amazing person and i listened to that yesterday whilst in a cycle and for the first time i was able to translate it to the stuff that happened in that relationship and i feel quite healed from it actually so just go through you know some of your prescribed sad songs and have yourself a little purge i tell you what it does you the world of wonder and uh, you can be that person that starts listening to lyrics and go mm, yes that really does relate to me and you know sometimes it does help but you know what i tell you what to do I mean, you know, like I always say, take what I say with a pinch of salt because, you know, I'm not by anywhere near qualified to tell people what to do with their lives. <laughs> but get yourself on the Tinders now. Start rehearsing how you're going to do it because it's literally just talking to new friends on the internet, isn't it? You're not making any commitments. You're just being like, oh, yeah, you look nice. And then you start to work out what your type is and if you've got a type and you can start ironing out that gay side so that when, you know, you're allowed to go into leather bars and listen to Katie Lang, oh, my God, I can't wait, then you'll be all ready to do it. So, yeah, I mean, if we've got any lesbians, dykes, butchers, femmes or others listening that want to give this one a little bit of a... Here's some advice of, you know, how to get your gay on well 
uh, feel free, pop us a line, share the information. Hiya, Scotty Babs, it's Pauline. So, into the last days of COVID, touch wood, and I'm swinging from temp job to temp job like some kind of secretary gibbon. And it just makes me wonder, what's the shittest job you ever had, apart from dicking around in the arts? On reflection, that sounded a bit harsh. Sorry, Babs. <laughs> like a secretary gibbon. All temp work. Okay, what's the worst job I've ever had? Well, I'll tell you what, I've been quite lucky because I've been doing this palaver since I was about 18. But I did work in the Black Cap for some time, which was a gay bar in Camden. And, I mean, that would be hideous because you just come home smelling like someone had thrown a Foster's down you. Bar work isn't the most glamorous. I mean, I know people like to think, oh, God, being behind the bar, so much power and all of that. Absolutely not. People talk to you like a piece of shit and you go home smelling like an ashtray. The thing I used to hate about that is, like, you have to do the toilet checks at the end of the night just to make sure everybody's at the venue. Where are you going? You know what gay men are like after a shandy? Well, they fucking won't look at you at the start of the night, but by the end of the night, I'll try and have you off in the cubicle. I would be like, come on, Jean, you've got to get out. I'm not interested. So that used to be quite the eventful one for me. I used to work on the fair when I was in my teens. used to work with English travellers cooking burgers. And honestly, the smell of onions would just be with you for weeks and weeks on end. I think I used to get like 20 quid a day on there. Working with um, this traveller woman called Tara. She was lovely. Absolutely lovely. But my mum hated her because my mum was like, you definitely should get more money for doing that job. I was like, mum, I am 13. <laughs> So, you know, I'm actually quite lucky that I've always been, um, oh, I don't know, too stubborn to do the work for other people. And so often what I used to do is I used to, like, set up nightclubs or do bits and bobs. And um, I realised that instead of paying to go into a nightclub, if I turned up in an outfit, people obeyed me. Oh, that was a revelation of my lifetime. Oh, do you remember nightclubs? Do you remember culture? Hi, Scotty. Hi, Producer Deb. Hi, everyone. Just wanted to rant and I thought, who better than to do it to a bunch of mentals on the internet? Just fucking got off the phone to my GP surgery. Just do your fucking job. And I'm talking about like the admin stuff and stuff. Don't lose fucking referrals to do with my mental health and gyny stuff after a miscarriage. Maybe it's just me. Maybe my GP surgery is just useless. But... As someone that really struggles to be like assertive sometimes and often feels very fucking undeserving of like care and attention in any sense, but especially like medical stuff, don't fucking fuck me off. Like I really do feel grateful for our NHS, but I fucking hate the government and I hate some of the people that run it and actually... There's so much fucking red tape and bullshit you have to go through just to get some help. Is it really any fucking wonder that we're all, like, a bit mental? Anyway, six months and waiting, three phone calls in the last three weeks, and someone called Cathy, who was utterly useless, gave her a bit of a talking to, but was still polite. I'm just fucking sick of it. Some days you try and adult and you try and, like, do all the shit you're meant to do, and it's just fucking exhausting. And got a feeling that maybe there's some people in the room that fucking understand it and are as sick of it as I am. Anyway, 
I hope everyone's having a better day than I am. Lots of love. Bye. Hello, Scott. A long time listener, first time caller. Gives my badge. So I'm phoning because I have a bad date story. First date, I met this guy. We were meant to be going to the zoo, started pissing down rain. So then we went for food and then the guy was like, why don't we just go back to mine? I was like, fuck it, okay, cool, let's go back to yours. Turned out he lived with his dad, first thing, cool, met his dad. And then, oh yeah, so they had a countdown teapot. And the dad said, you should take Rosie upstairs and show her the episodes of you on Countdown. So (laughs) we went upstairs and watched an episode of Countdown with him in it. I think he was in a few episodes. He'd done very well. Very impressed, obviously. And then I think I felt a bit bad for him. I don't know what happened, but I gave him a little kiss. And then he told me he loved me. First date. I mean, I'm a good kisser, but come on now. I didn't see him again. And then he was raging that I had led him on. Okay, (laughs) bye-bye. Do you know what, Rosie? That is an excellent welcome into the room. Long-term listener, first-time caller badge, winging its way to you. Now, not only was there the complications with living with a parent, it's always weird, that, isn't it? You're just like, oh, please. I don't want to meet the in-laws on the first day. (laughs) But he also told you he loved you on the first day. Oh, my God, how shocking. It's kind of sad, really, because picture that's built in my head of somebody that's on countdown who says to a person on the first day i love you it's almost enough to make you cry isn't it oh bless yeah i've done a sympathy snog in my time yeah (laughs) do you know what sometimes being a nice person is a blessing and a curse but i tell you what being on countdown could you imagine the most least sexiest quiz show to be on Listeners abroad in foreign lands, Countdown is essentially where geeks go to show each other that they know eight-letter words for half an hour every day. Oh, God, could you... Oh, no. I mean, you got out whilst you can, Rosie. Well done. More than welcome to hear absolutely more hideous stories at your expense, Rosie. And we'll take a little half-time moment to have a little commercial break. I mean, it's not commercial, it's just me talking, like the rest of the podcast. So, I mean, it's hardly a break or respite. It's just me dithering. Now, usually at this moment, I will turn to the internet and to the podcast reviews and say, oh, look at these lovely things. But no one has said fuck all this week. So, I tell you what, you can get yourself on the Instagram story, onto the Twitters, onto the Apple Podcasts. You can subscribe to us and all those things. You can put some fucking effort in, actually. Like Fran. Fran's actually sent us about 45 hours of material this week that we've cut down to a more reasonable amount of time. You know, Fran's putting the fucking work in, but what about the rest of you? Yeah? Yeah, I'm talking about you. Sat there just listening, thinking you can sit there like a pervert and watch me talk into a microphone every week. You're welcome. Yeah, you can. Feel free. But, you know, if you could say something, you know, I've got an ego to fucking maintain. The kids in my head don't feed themselves, do they? No, so hashtag after the tone, P-O-D. We'd love to have a chat. Be nice, wouldn't it? You could give us a review if you are less lazy than you all fucking are, you shower of 
dickheads. And we'd absolutely love for you to join us over on the patreon.com forward slash after the tone pound a week. You can keep us on air. Right, let's get back to the cause because, you know, that's the real reason why we're here. Don't lie, actually. It's because of me because you all think I'm really stunning and interesting. No, that's also a lie. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Jesus Christ, Scotty, are you even Catholic? You know what? It just takes you a bit of time to get back into it. But, you know, I've got questions about Hail Mary because, firstly, thy womb. As a child, I thought it was thy wound. (laughs) that thy wound because you know it was cut a bit but i think in the lord's prayer i think there's even more with our father our father full of grace the lord is with thee blessed no now i'm doing hail mary oh it's like a song you know when you've got a song in your head and you're like you're trying to sing it but another one's playing our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread it's weird, isn't it? And forgive us our trespasses. So what? Forgive when you go into somebody else's garden? And forgive us our trespasses. Uh, oh, oh, now I've lost my train of thought. Fucking hell. This is what so much good therapy has done. It's like got rid of this fucking stupid cult in my head. And now I have to prove myself just for this one fucking arsehole of a caller. Oh, my God. I hate this so much. Who art in heaven? Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, that will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us say, our daily bread and give us. Oh, do you know what? I can't give a fucking shit. I tell you what, it's fucking hocus pocus. It means fuck all in the first place, and it doesn't even fucking make sense in English. Who was this guy? Where was he from? Hi, Scotty. Hi, producer Deb. Hi, everyone in the room. It's Fran here. I just listened to this week's pod and um, I wasn't doing a piss. I don't know what I was doing. I think I was cleaning the bathroom, but I put her about a lot. So I think that's why I sound like I'm really out of breath. But actually, I'm just pacing because I get nervous. Anyway, I just wanted to say sending so much love to the carer, like it really touched me. I, I can relate so much. And I think a lot of us can relate to feeling like that. And... Although I don't feel like that today, I know I will feel like it again at some point, but to know that it does pass. And as Scotty says, just give yourself a bit of like softness and kindness because you fucking deserve it. I mean, we all do, but you really do deserve it. And yeah, you lot, I know you're all my mates, but none of you fucking invite me out anywhere. So I guess I'm sort of a loner, but I did also realise All those crime things always start with, oh, yeah, they were a bit of a loner. I promise you I'm not like some mass murdering weirdo. I'm just a little bit mental. Anyway, sending lots of love. Hope everyone's doing all right. And I hope there's some sunshine in your days, everyone. Update on the GP stuff. Someone's fucked up. Do you know why? I've now got a gynae referral to look into the miscarriage stuff at a private hospital through the NHS. It's probably the same fucking consultant, but anyway, I've got my appointment, the rant's over, the world can go back to normal. I just now sit with the anxiety before the appointment, which is in a few weeks. But anyway, there's your update. Oh my God, who am I? Scotty, I think you're an influencer for making it acceptable to like burp and shit on 
a podcast. So there you go. There's my burp. I just had lunch. I'm not going to tell you what because you'll judge me, won't you, Scotty? Anyway, bye. Of course I'd fucking judge you. I don't feel like you can come into this room and then not say what you had for lunch. How dare you? How dare you? That's essentially like lunch homophobia. Anyway, after friend's tone, my God. Do you want to send in about seven more messages? <laughs> no, more than welcome here, hon. More than welcome here. Now, I just want to pick up on something you said where you like, I just want to say that, you know, I'm not a crazy murderer. That's what murderers say. They all say I'm not a crazy murderer. I know I'm a social recluse. <laughs> but I'm not a crazy murderer. So, you know, we can all take from that what we want. And Fran getting all aggy. None of you invite me out. There is a fucking pandemic on, hun. I'm not allowed to invite you out. Yeah, okay. And also, you spend most of your time, it seems, telling health workers where to go shove it. So, you know, you are quite a busy person, to be fair. But in all seriousness, I'm glad you're getting some answers. Glad you're getting a posh hospital. That's fancy. Only time I've been into a posh hospital is to see someone die. So... <laughs> That's when you're allowed a posh hospital, apparently, in this land. I mean, there's, there's nothing else that I can say, Frank, because I think you've covered all bases. And so um, let us know how you get on in the posh hospital, particularly whether or not the food is better. That's quite important to know. Hi, Scotty and Debs and all the crew down at the pub. Kara here. Just finished last week's podcast and I'm feeling a hell of a lot better in my suicidal voice tone. I've managed to tell the voice in the head to sit in the corner and shut the fuck up. Um, glue gunned it shut, actually. It was pretty cool. And obviously life as it goes on as a carer was too hilarious this week. So um, we've had one with mum the last couple of days last week. She was itching lots. Kept notes to scratching herself down there. And then I said, like, mum, are you all right? And she's like, no, there's a wee beastie doing there. And I was like, what? And she goes, and I goes, what, you think you got crabs? And she was like, hey, I didn't even want to do this but I think there's wee beasties, didn't there? So obviously I had to go down and have a look at Push Push in the bush. Um, and then, bless her, there were these little bits. She was oh, no, it's a beastie. And I was like, no, mum, it's a piece of popcorn that we eat a couple of days ago. But she must have dropped the crumbs of the popcorn and it all got wrapped around a Klingon. <laughs> And anyway, so we had a little washy in a barfy. Yeah, so there was no wee beasties in there. <laughs> and then I forgot about you asking for disastrous dates. I've got fucking tons. But, I mean, in the gateway, I've got a, quite a few disastrous cruising stories. And they are gay dates, really, aren't they? Do you know what I mean? How do we do them? Down in Brighton, there was one hilarious one ended up. I had to end up in A&E. So we were cruising around Preston Park and this bit of totty come past and it was that whole sort of like, you know, the dance, the following around the square, the touching the crutch and walking. Is he looking back? Is she looking back? And then finally he made a beeline and it was definitely on. He made a beeline for the Rose Garden, quietly named, just by the rotunda. And I don't know, there was a lovely sort of pond in the middle where you had to sort of cross to either way and it had slatted concrete pathway for it. So there was like a, a half a foot gap in between each path as you walk through. He crosses it fine. And I'm so, so he heads off towards the bushes and stops to see if I turn and I sort of nodded. 
And then as he's standing there grabbing his crutch, and obviously I'm quite fucking pissed. This is like two, three in the morning. I'm pissed as a fart. I sort of look up, and as I'm sort of stepping through the pond, I look up into him and I misstep, and my foot fucking falls in between the gap of these fucking ponds. I go arse over tip into the pond and really fucking hurt my leg. And there's like blood coming out my fucking ankle, uh, my shin. So and I sort of instantly look up to sort of think, could he might come back to help me out of the water? And as I look up, he was running, <laughs> running down the fucking pond way out fucking the Rose Garden. So I basically had to get myself out and hobble to fucking A&E. And I might have got myself a cab, I think, and got to Brighton's A&E and I had sort of ripped the whole fucking front of my shin open. Yeah, gays for us, eh? In the cottaging worlds of gays, I've got quite a lot of those disastrous stories. I think I ended up in A&E twice after accidentalness from cottaging. Maybe leave those stories another time. Thanks for words of encouragement. I know I don't have to call him, but, you know, fuck it. What else we got to do? Big quiz. Stay strong, stay true, stay amazing, you lot. Oh, gorgeous. Oh, what a fab story. First of all, I also love fucking glue gun moment, girl. You know me. Stick and stick. Love a little DIY look. And <laughs> could you imagine if mum had crabs? Oh, that would be <laughs> that would be a plot twist. She'd be like, no, nah, mum. Where are these from? <laughs> Now, I just want to um, iron out some of the local parlance there, particularly for the younger quiz joining the party who are like, what is cruising? Well, cruising is where two Marys in public space are sort of like dalliancing with the idea of potentially having a bit of trade. Trade, a hookup. You're welcome. Also, a cottage is a public space in which has been commandeered, some might say reclaimed, by homosexuales, as they call them in Espanol, or um, as they call them here, dirty faggots. (laughs) Oh, I love that. I love me. Honestly, I'm wasted on the gays. Anyway, and what a fab, tragic cruising story. Well... Dear, I'm so sorry for your shin. I mean, I did almost faint when you told us about what happened, but fab story, 10 out of 10, gold star for you this week. Thank you very much for having a colourful life. Tammy here. Hello, Scotty. Hello, Debs. Hello, everybody else part of After the Tone, including the rest of us in the pub. Big fan of the carer and Fran and everybody, really. And that one person who pretended to be Tracy Emin, or maybe, I'm sorry, it was Tracy Emin. That was fun. So I'm ringing in because I had a dream about you, Scotty, and it was a sex dream. And basically, we weren't having sex. You were having sex with someone else and I was watching you. I was on the bed and you two were stood up, but like bent over, holding onto the wall, fucking. You were the top and... The other person, I don't want to reveal their name really because it's not fair. I know it didn't happen, but you know, let's use some initials or something. I don't know, like uh, V J. So yeah, you and V J were having wonderfully intense but sexy, quite rough. You and V J were not making love, but it was loving. And it was sexy and hot. I was quite aroused. So VJ, at least in this dream and that I'm aware of, doesn't have breasts. 
so to speak. But every time you were like fucking, you kind of like go to grab as if you were cupping them from behind. Maybe you're just into that and you wanted VJ to have like bigger tits. But yeah, that was my dream. And then I woke up and I was a bit confused because I'd never had a dream where I was like, I don't know if I was like being holded or whatever it's called. But yeah, the voyeuristic kind of thing that I'm normally, I'm quite the sub, so it doesn't really normally make sense. But that was my dream. I hope you enjoyed it. That was long. Sorry. Um, the main thing is that you both finished at the same time and there was a lot of jizz on the walls. But yeah, there you go. Do you know what I love about this world is that you're all completely batshit crazy, aren't you? Now, I'll get to the dream in question in due course. But I just want to say that this week I have had two messages from two separate people that aren't Tammy about sex dreams that they've had of me. One in which somebody was like, I am a middle-aged person and I've had a sex dream about you and I feel I need to confess. (laughs) And I was like... Oh, I don't know if I've got back to it or should, because it'll make them feel on edge. I oh, quite like that. So, you know, it's nice to know that mummy's big top energy is coming through and shining through in, in dreamland. We love that. Love that. And really, really love how inconspicuous the person who you were enjoying me enjoy is as well. So absolute professional integrity kept there, Tammy. <laughs> I don't quite know what to say. I'm quite flustered. Quite flustered at the whole idea. I mean, it's quite a vivid, thorough dream that you've had there and that you're able to hold on to it. So I hope it's brought you some joy. If I do pop up in any dreams or if you do want to share any more of them, feel free. As long as they're not ones which are like, oh, I dreamt about butterflies and I think, oh, I'm I'm due to get some money because I read it off the internet. Not interested in that. Absolutely not. Unless it's completely filthy, not interested. Uh, Many thanks, Tammy. Hi, Scotty and Deb and everyone at the podcast. My name's Erin and I love the podcast. And I saw your Instagram post asking for dates gone wrong. And mine was with a big Northern Irish guy. And it was to meet up in Putney at a pub. And I chose to drive because I was late. And anyone who knows Putney at all will know that there's a really bad traffic there sometimes. I was stuck there for 45 minutes or so. I get there and I'm really flustered and I'm really sorry and overly guilty because that's what I'm like. And he is actually really forgiving. So we kind of settle into the date and he's had a pint and I ordered gin tonic and we have some food. Anyway, I'm not really, like, loving the date. It's all right, but it's not exactly crazy good. But because I was so late, I choose to be polite and stay for a bit longer. Anyway, long and short of it is, over the course of that date, he nailed 11 pints and progressively got really, really drunk. And because I was driving, I'd had my one drink and then was having everything but booze. I don't know when the subject of South Africa came up, but that segued into Nelson Mandela, who had recently passed, and he started crying about Nelson Mandela dying. (laughs) 
I mean, it's sad, but it was utterly bizarre. We were sat in this busy pub. And not only that, it wasn't like sobbing, crying. A single tear rolled down his cheek and he pointed to it and he said, I'm not even ashamed. And then stood up to get another pint, leaving me utterly speechless and trying to work out how to get out of this date. Anyway, it ended promptly after that. But even more ridiculous is that I uh, said yes to another date, which was equally as bad, but a story for another time. Now, Erin, thank you for calling. Sounds very lovely. Sounds that you're from up the way rather than over the way. Love up the way as well. I'm quite forgiving, as you know. If anyone literally calls up with an accent from over the way, I will throw myself at them. So I was going to go into this talking about sympathy dating, but the more you spoke about this fine specimen, the more I thought... I definitely would have sex with him, actually. So uh, when you went on to 11 Pints, I was like, sounds hot. Sounds rugby vibes. I'm quite into it. Then when you went into the Nelson Mandela stuff, I was like, soft masculinity. I'm here for it. I'm really here for it. So then building a picture of this rugby player from the North who had this sensitivity towards Nelson Mandela and possibly even Mother Teresa. Who knows? I just thought, yeah, absolute ride. And I'm glad you went back for a second date with him. And actually, I think it's technically... I'm going to say fatphobic that you didn't tell me what happened next. So please do call back because I want tender hooks. Because if you've had it off with him, I want deets. But it sounds like you did it. It sounds like you were sympathy dating because you were late. <laughs> Which I can relate to because I tell you what, if I'm late for anything, oh, I hate it. I absolutely hate being late. I was late all the time as a child for school. So I'm absolutely mortified if I turn up anywhere like three minutes late. And people are like, calm the fuck down. And I'm like, but we are late. It's just what I'm like as a person. Anyway, Erin, more goss, please. You sound fab. And that's it for another week. What great stories we've had this week. Very good. Thank you very much. I'm glad that I'm affecting people's dreams, really. That's going to put a lovely spring in my step. I was thinking, because I am desperate to cut my fucking hair off. It is just getting on my tits. Like, I've gone to the barbers and got the sides done. But I thought, I'm going to create the top and like, have lovely curly hair. But I am at the point where I'm like, give me a pair of fucking scissors. Because I am literally going to fucking chop the whole thing off. And I was wondering if you'd had any drastic shift-ups of life looks or <laughs> changes that didn't go to plan or regretful you know eyebrow tweaking you know the sort of thing where you like think I've got an idea I'm going to go through with it and then you have to live with the results for the next six months if you have got any beauty stories gone wrong I would love to hear from you all you need to do if you want to join in that conversation or any that you've heard today is open up the whatsapp and send us a voice note to this number zero seven double eight two hundred three four two zero and remember, we'd love to hear from you over on the Internet Visions, hashtag After the Tone POD, or join us over on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash After the Tone. Uh, that's it for this week. I'll be back next week with more drivel from you lot. But until then, um, I don't know. I hope you have some sex dreams about me. <laughs> Bye. Tone, after the tone. After the tone, leave your message after the tone. After the tone.
Tone is presented by me, Scotty, and produced by Debbie Kilbride with theme tunes from Liv Morris and Louise Mother Soul. Shout out to podcast.co after the tone is a Debbie Productions production. Catch us every Thursday for new episodes. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.